Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we return to our study of Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. Our study this week is in regard to one verse, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, which reads, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he explains the Christian concept of forgiveness in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Kind, Tender-Hearted, Forgiving. I want you to think through how forgiveness comes to you from God so you can think about the pattern that we need to follow. If you think back to Romans chapter 5, two famous statements, or there's a lot of famous statements in Romans 5, but the two I want to pick out, verse 6 and verse 8. For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. And then down to verse 8. But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now that's part of the pattern. You were not worthy of fellowship with God when Christ died for you. You weren't even here when Christ died for you. You didn't exist when Christ died for you. You have been, according to 2 Corinthians 3 and 4, you've now been made worthy as a servant of a new covenant because you are in Christ. But you had no worthiness to bring to Him. Salvation and the forgiveness that is included in salvation is by grace. It is received as a gift by all who humbly call out to God for it. Now again, I want to take you to the Legacy Standard translation here to catch the, the, the full inference of the word translated forgiving and forgiven here. Verse 32, instead, instead of holding on to that anger, wrath, clamor, bitter, slander, bitterness, slander, all of that, instead, be kind to one another tender-hearted, graciously forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has graciously forgiven you. He extends it freely. When Jesus said, it is finished, He meant He had finished making propitiation. He had finished absorbing the wrath of God for your sin. But that was centuries before you even came along. God prepared to forgive you by sending Christ to accomplish what would be necessary for you to be forgiven, to die for your sins. So when you came along and you proved for however long you had before you came to faith in Christ what a sinner you really are, when you came along and you turned from your sin then the transaction was completed. 
I want you to think this through with me because there's, there's an important nuance here. Look what Jesus said to those two disciples with whom He had that conversation on the road to Emmaus after His resurrection. Over in Luke chapter 24, verses 46 and 47, thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day. There's the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the essence of the gospel. And Jesus is saying that was written in prediction form in the Old Testament. And that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in His name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. The the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ is completed. What's the invitation now? Come to me, all you are heavy, all of you who are heavy, weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Turn from the burden of your sin to the Savior. And that's the message for all people, notice there, in all the nations, it's the invitation to receive forgiveness. The very same message that was preached to the first group of Gentiles in the book of Acts. We have, we have Peter's words over in, in Acts chapter 10, verse, 30, verse 43. Of Him all the prophets bear witness that through His name, everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sins. Now, here's the point I'm trying to make, and this might sound like I just have way too much time on my hands to make something simple, complicated. But trust me, there's something here. Understand, your sins were not forgiven until you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Paul recounted, as a matter of fact, the the first instructions that were given to him about how he was to spread the gospel everywhere he went to, to, to Jews and Gentiles. And in Acts chapter 26, we have one of the, the two places that, that Paul is recounting his conversion to someone else, and he's describing when Jesus was speaking to him, starting at Acts 26, verse 16. But get up and stand on your feet. Well, he'd been knocked off his horse and blinded, so that was important. Get up and stand on your feet. For this purpose I have appeared to you, to appoint you a minister and a witness not only to the things which you have seen, but also to the things in which I will appear to you, the things that He taught Him in those 14 years before His public ministry, rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes, now look at this phrase, so that they may turn, turning is part of the definition of repentance, so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. This is the message you're to take to the Jews. This is the message you're to take to the Gentiles. Turn from darkness in order to receive forgiveness. Now, track with me. I want you to make sure you understand. Forgiveness is a transaction that includes two parties, the sinner and the one sinned against. And there's an important reason for saying that. In the last few 
decades, the world of secular psychology has invented a concept that some have labeled therapeutic forgiveness. Now, in it, there's a kernel of truth. Hey, therapeutic, that's what heals you. I am all for healing, all right? Forgiveness, great biblical word. I'm all for people being forgiven. So, perfectly legitimate words. It contains a kernel of truth, but it's not biblical forgiveness, and I wish it wasn't called forgiveness at all. Here's how it goes. Everyone understands that when relationships are damaged or if they're altogether broken by someone's transgression, someone's sin, someone's offense, someone's hurting somebody else, that causes grief. It, it causes emotional pain. It messes up your splunkna. Okay? Therefore, says the concept of therapeutic forgiveness, you need to forgive those who hurt you. I have no problem with that. And move on. But therapeutic forgiveness says you should just forgive unconditionally and keep on treating people as if the relationship isn't damaged. The motivation is, well, therapeutic. That is, they say it will make you feel better if you will just forgive and go on with your life. I'm all in favor of helping people feel better. But I am bitterly opposed to hijacking biblical terms and tweaking the meaning a little bit. And that's what happens when you make forgiveness into a unilateral act. Let me see if I can show you this distinction. It's well described in a book entitled The End of Conflict by Andy Johnson. If you love the book, you'd like to know Andy Johnson used to be Scott Freeman's business partner. And they're not bitterly separated or anything, uh, or anything like that. If you don't like the book, blame Scott. <laughs> Andy Johnson has made it into two columns. It's very helpful. Contrasting therapeutic forgiveness with biblical forgiveness. And this is going to help you understand the seriousness of biblical forgiveness and forgiving as God has forgiven us in Christ. Okay, therapeutic forgiveness is intrapersonal. Biblical forgiveness is interpersonal. If you don't know your prefixes all that well, intrapersonal means it's all about you. Only one person is involved. This is for you to deal with you, for you, by you, to help you feel better. Interpersonal means it's between two people. It involves both people, both parties. Therapeutic forgiveness is based on an anti-biblical doctrine of man. It's based on the goodness of humanity. Well, yeah, I know you, you, you crushed me, but I'm just going to blow it off, forgive it, and we're going to go on as if nothing's wrong. It's based on the presumption that everybody's basically good. Okay? That's not true. Biblical forgiveness is based on the work of Christ and an understanding of our need for a sacrifice for sins. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.